Appreciate being here this morning. Appreciate our kids singing. Good job they did. Just look forward to having a good day in the Lord. And uh, remember our youth group, Brother Cooper. I know a, a lot of them are heading to Samaria this morning. So remember them and uh, pray for the service here this morning. I'm sure there's going to be um, some people here that are <clears throat> going to have an opportunity to get closer to the Lord or. Uh, get the greatest gift of all salvation. We pray that uh, um, people realize what an opportunity and what a what a great that's the that's the best thing this life has to offer us, and it's free. Um, I, I, it's been expressed before, but I, I I wish they could feel what we feel. Those of us who are saved, if if they could just feel what we have just for a moment, they wouldn't hesitate when they have that opportunity to come get it. And I pray that. Uh, people realize what, what a great opportunity they're given and, and don't turn it away this morning. But I'm going to ask uh, Brother Sean to dismiss us Sunday school.
appreciate the opportunity to be in God's house and love. We need your prayers. And our lesson this morning is in the 10th chapter of the book of Mark. Uh, starts the 46th verse. Up earlier in the chapter, it was talking that Jesus and his disciples were on their way to Jerusalem. And uh, he was going up to Jerusalem, and he, he told them after that uh, that he was going up to Jerusalem and, and uh, be crucified, more or less. I, I mean, I ain't quoting that. That's just, he, he just telling them what was going to happen to him at Jerusalem. So they was on their way to Jerusalem. And uh, any of us, <clears throat> I would expect, if we thought we were going somewhere to die, we'd be going the other way and uh, be trying to get away from that. Uh, that's human nature. But G Jesus come, uh, we've heard it said a lot of times, he come on a mission. And his mission was to go to Calvary and pay our sin debt. Uh, that's way beyond my imagination even. I can't, it's not in me to understand I, could, I couldn't do that. And if I was in God's place, I couldn't, have sent, I couldn't have sent none of my sons or daughters or any of them to die for somebody else. That's beyond me. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And Jesus so loved the world that he was willing to come. God didn't make him. Uh, the Bible said in one place that he could have called 12 legions of angels. He could, he could have got out of it had he wanted to. But he come, he come to die for us that, so we could have life. And uh, then Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem to be crucified. And, uh, and they came to Jericho... And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And Jesus, uh, you would think he'd have, he knew, he knew he was going to Jerusalem to die. And uh, you would think that would be taking up all of his thoughts, and uh, he'd be worrying about it. That's, that's human, the way, way human nature is. We'd all be worried about that if we knew it was going to happen. And uh, Jesus was going to... Now, what God, God said in the beginning... Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Now, I don't know if I quoted them exactly right, but uh, then he said, in the image of God, he created man. And uh, so God, God made man in his image. 
But we'll, we'll not be in the likeness of God till the resurrection. David said, I'll be satisfied when I wake with his likeness. And uh, so we'll be in the likeness. Of, it doth not yet appear what we shall be, the Bible said, but we know we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. So we'll be in the likeness of Christ when we get up. And uh, uh, I don't understand all about that, don't know all about it, but I believe it. And uh, so the, the beggar was sitting by the wayside, and you can't help but think about our situation, my situation, sitting by the wayside, needing something. I wasn't blind in these eyes, but I was blind down in here. Uh, I've, I've told this a lot. Uh, I remember a time, I don't know how long before I got saved, but me and some of my friends was out messing around, and we was joking about going to hell. It was a joke to us. And, uh, but that Sunday morning when God spoke to my soul, it wasn't a joke anymore. He told me I was lost and it scared me to death. And uh, so, but I was, I was by the wayside uh, and, and my soul probably, I, I don't understand all about this, but they was a, a, probably a longing down in here for something I didn't have and I didn't know what. It had no idea until God told me. And uh, if if this if this blind man would have been like I was, uh, or all, I almost was, I'll say it that way. I I've told this a lot of times. I stood and held onto the bench, and I I wasn't going to move. I knew what I needed, but I did I had too much pride. I wasn't going to let nobody know what kind of shape I was in. God already knew, and the, and the church knew. But I didn't know that they knew. <laughs> but I come, I come this close to not getting saved. If Edna Mason hadn't come to me that morning, I'd have still been standing there holding the bench probably. So I, I praise God every time I think about it that she followed the Lord. And, and and that's my main point in this lesson here. Uh, in the, the next verse said, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. When he heard that it was Jesus. Now, the crowd was passing by. Somebody had to tell him that was Jesus. Now, I'd been I'd been brought up in church and, and come to Sunday school some and, and at the time I got saved my mom and dad wasn't coming to church. But for some reason or other, but I'd been brought up in it. And if you'd have asked me did I believe in Jesus 
Certainly. I had it in here. But when I left the church that Sunday morning, I had it in here. And uh, this up here, what I had up here was, was some of the things that was joking about going to hell. And this right here is not subject to the laws of God, neither indeed can be. We still... You, I don't care how many years you've been saved, you still get thoughts up here that don't go along with the book. And you still get doubts. Uh, I, I ain't had the devil do this to me in a little while now, but uh, he used to pretty regular tell me, you ain't never been saved, ain't nothing to that. You're wasting your time. And uh, and he still tells us sometimes we're wasting our time that we ain't got much time. We ought to use it for something else. The greatest thing ever happened to me in my life, and I tell this every Sunday, was the day I got saved. Greatest thing ever happened to my life. David asked a question, said, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? And the, the, the very top, and it, and it covers all the rest of them, is getting saved. You get saved by the grace. I believe, I heard one time, now I don't know this for a fact, but I heard one time that there's over 3,000 promises in this book. From God to us. And I know there's a bunch of them. And most of them, most of them, well, they're all good, but most of them's uh, joyful promises. I, I'll say it that way. There's some of them gives you some promises of him getting a switch out on you if you don't mind. And that, them ain't so joyful. I've had that happen a lot of times. And uh, But God... I remember one time I was, I was doing something I wasn't supposed to, and, uh, and the Lord come along and condemned my heart, told me I, I was in the wrong place, doing the wrong thing, and more or less, I got a whooping right there. But now that I look back on that, that's one of the greatest blessings in my life. Because God was telling me that even when I was wrong, He was telling me that I was His. And I had no business following the devil. And uh, so that's, that, was, that was a great blessing. But anyway, the, somebody... Somebody had to tell the blind man that that was Jesus. And by the same token, he knew he had an idea who Jesus was when they told him it was Jesus. So somebody had already told him about Jesus. And uh, so I'd been taught about Jesus from the time I was little. That Sunday morning in 1956, 
Flavius Ash got up and preached, and he, he, 16th chapter of Matthew. I don't know why I remembered that, but just like yesterday, he asked the disciples, said, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say you're John the Baptist, and some Elias, and Jeremiah, and, or one of the prophets. He said, Whom do you say that I am? Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he made that real to me that day. I knew that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God. But I'm just about too stubborn to, to move, but God worked it out. But that's why now, if this man, if this man had been sitting there by the wayside, they'd have said, somebody, he'd have said, what's this commotion? They'd have said, it's Jesus. And he had never heard of Jesus and didn't know nothing about him. He wouldn't have known to cry out to him. But he, he cried out, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. He knew who he was. Somebody told him. And uh, so that's, that's our job. That's why, that's why God left us here. And uh, as, long as, as long as he leaves us here, I, I believe this, as long as, as long as we stay here, God leaves us in this world because we've got a job to do. I don't care how old we get. If if God would allow me to live to be a hundred years old, it'd be because I had something yet to do. Not because he wanted me to be an old man. I'm already that. But if uh, God uh, keeps us here, the Bible said God hath pleasure in the death of his saints. I, God, I believe God, God's tickled to death when he can take us home. This God's creation and what He started out wasn't about this world. It, it, it was about this world getting saved here. He put us here long enough to get saved and to try to help our people get in. But it's all about eternity. Man born a woman's few days and full of trouble. We, we're going to have problems here just as long as we live. And I, I don't think God really enjoys us having problems. But they're going to be, they're going to be a part of our lives as long as we live here. If, if, if you never had any financial problems, no, no outside problems. Just, just had this thing right here to contend with. If you didn't have any family at all, and they wasn't get, they wasn't bugging you, and and not, a bunch of them sick or something. I don't. You still got problems with this guy. Actually, this is the worst problem I got. I have a hard time with this fella. And, uh, but 
Somebody told him about Jesus. And it is my job to tell whoever God allows me to about Jesus. And you can't tell people about Jesus from up here. I mean, we got to study, and that, that involves this mind. But in order to use what we learn up here, we got to follow what's down here. And uh, that's, sometimes that's a little hard for us to do. But uh, God, God will help us, and he'll give us the direction that we need to follow him. Anybody got a comment? So somebody somebody told the blind man about Jesus. And and he, Lord have mercy on me. And and many, now listen, many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David. Have mercy on me. And uh, if we're not careful, the, the, the world, and uh, the world will tell you, be quiet. You, you go to church, you got to sit and be real quiet. And uh, a lot of our people's got the same attitude. Uh, don't want to hear no amens or no shouting, and uh, <clears throat> and and I'll say this: I don't want to hear neither one of them if the Lord ain't in it. And uh, uh, I've heard I've heard shouts that set you on fire, and then I've heard some just like pouring cold water on you, and. Uh, so it's all according to what kind of spirit's in it. <clears throat> but we, we need to be encouraging, try to get our people saved. So many, a lot of them told him to be quiet. And uh, the devil has been fighting the church fighting people getting saved ever since the Garden of Eden. And uh, he doing, he's doing the exact job that God created him for. Now, a lot of people say, well, the devil was an angel that fell from heaven. The devil never was in heaven. Uh, you read that scripture said, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? I can't quote it. But then it goes on and said, thou exaltest thyself into heaven. In other words, he was trying to take God's place, but he couldn't get there. And uh, <clears throat> so, but God created, and there's a scripture, I don't know where it's at, but there's a scripture that says that God said that he created evil that's talking about the devil. And, uh, but 
he done that for the job that he's doing to give me. God gave us a choice. This, it's hard, it's hard for people to understand. But this word, the word of God, is eternal. Eternity is just as far back in the past as it is in the future. And God knew all about this, every word in it, before the world was ever made. Christ stood as a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Far as far as God was concerned, the plan of salvation was finished before he ever put Adam in the garden. When God, when God come walking in the garden in the cool of the day and said, Adam, where art thou? Uh, he was ready to save Adam. He had salvation already fixed. And people say, well, Jesus hadn't come yet. Jer uh, uh, Zechariah wrote, there was a fountain opened in Jerusalem, talking about when Christ died on the cross. And part flowed to the former sea and part to the hinder sea. Part of it went back to Adam and part of it come down to me. And, uh, and it's still flowing. And it'll continue, it'll continue till Jesus steps out on the cloud and comes to get to church. Then it's over. There'll be nobody else ever saved. And uh, there's a lot of people looking uh, looking for God to come down here and clean the earth up and bring the church back down here and and no, it's not going to happen. That ain't Bible. I don't know how where they get it from, but according to the Bible, He's coming back to get the church and and take us home. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. It said, and. Uh, They charged him to hold his peace, but he cried all the more. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And Jesus, the Bible said, The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. And God had, I don't understand how he done it, when I was teaching the young people's class back years ago, one of the main questions I got asked, how did, how did God reach the American Indians before the white men got here? Oh, they didn't even know about Jesus. I, thought, I said, I don't understand that, but I do know that them Indians talked about the Great Spirit. I don't, as far as I can go, but... Uh, God, God said he would do it. He said the grace of God will, will appear to all men. He said that and God will do it. Or he has done it. And will do it. So everybody's going to get their chance to be saved by the grace of God if they don't take it as their fault. <clears throat> Thank you.
And he, casting away his garments, rose and came to Jesus. When you come to Jesus, the Bible said you must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You've got to have faith. Come to Jesus. And, but it, when you come to Jesus to be saved, you've got to lay aside the world. Lay aside everything. Lay aside the person you was before, actually. And uh, be, be willing. Now, God don't save this thing here. I think everybody understands that. He, he saves our soul. But he, put, he puts enough of the grace of God down in here to make us want to change this fella. He told me to come, come out from among the world and be separate, saith the Lord. And so it's my job to stay out of the world. It's my job to keep my hands clean. The Bible said, who can ascend the hill of God? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Now the heart God took care of when he saved me. I got to keep these hands clean. I got to keep myself unspotted from the world. The Bible said, lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and run with patience the race is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame and is set down to the right hand of God. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Now that don't sound like joy to me. But he, he wasn't looking at the cross. He was looking at a little 15-year-old boy that needed saved, and he seen me coming down the aisle. I believe that. <clears throat> that's, that's the joy he had. And that's the joy he still has when our people come to Jesus. And that's the greatest joy that the church can have. And that's just because we're all connected up. Anybody got anything? So he cast away his garments and come to Jesus. And Jesus answering and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, The Lord, that I might receive my sight. And I didn't have, I didn't have that problem when I come to Jesus as far as naturally. But like I said, spiritually I did. And uh, I, was like, I was like the prodigal son when he come, when he come home. Uh, the father said, this my son was dead and now he's alive. And uh, so God, God raised us, if, if you want to say it this way. God raised us, raised my soul from the dead. I was dead in trespasses and sin on my way to hell. And God, God resurrected my soul. The Bible said, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, for on such the second death hath no power. If you've been saved by the grace of God, that's the first. You've, you've had part in the first resurrection. That's in Jesus. And uh, so... 
one of these days we'll get up with a glorified body and go home. And, and Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Now, God, when, when the gospel's preached to us, everybody here understands this, God delivers God delivered to me that Sunday morning the measure of faith. And the Bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And uh, how can you hear without a preacher? And how can they preach except they be sent? So the gospel's preached and the faith is sent to our souls I believe right on the time that we, the very best time in our life that God thinks it'll get our attention and draw us to him, I believe, I believe he's got it all mapped out, gives everybody the very best chance that he can for them to get saved. Even though he knows that some of them ain't going to, but he still, he still gives it to them because he promised it. He said everybody would have their chance, so he's giving it to them. And the very best that he can. He gave the best that heaven had, the best that heaven has. We could say that. For everybody. And, and there's going to be, or there has been, and will be, more people turn him away than accepts him. And that's a shame. Anybody got anything? And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. And uh, do you remember the day you got saved? I don't know how anybody could forget, but it's possible. It is possible. But uh, God made a, I, I can only refer to my experience, but God made a big change in my life. I, I left the church that Sunday morning, and I've, I've, I've talked about me a lot, but I left the church that Sunday morning and uh, I was walking on air, if you want to say it that way. I, on cloud nine, whatever you want to say, I was happy. And uh, I'd only come to church because, because I was asked to, I, to come to Sunday school. So I, I come to Sunday school and had to stay for church because I didn't have a ride home. And... Uh, and God got a hold of me. And uh, that's, that's the importance of inviting people to come to church or, or to Sunday school. If, if I hadn't been invited to come to Sunday school, I wouldn't have been there. More than likely. 
this blind man, if he hadn't heard about Jesus, if somebody hadn't told him about Jesus, he, he would have just sat by the wayside and, and listened to the crowd go by. He wouldn't have known who it was when they told him it was Jesus from Nazareth, but he'd heard about Jesus. And it's up to us that our people hear about Jesus and hear it right. And uh, anybody got anything? That's about all I got, but I, I want to read a scripture. This is probably my favorite scripture, or one of them, in the whole Bible. In the First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, starting at the 13th verse, Paul said, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort you, comfort one another with these words. We've got a great, a great hope and something real great to look forward to. Uh, I remember, and I've said this a lot, but I remember shortly after I got saved, sitting in class, I'm a senior, and looking out the window and wondering, is this the day the Lord's going to come and get me? And, uh, and I've been wondering that ever since. One of these days, that day is going to get here. Whether, whether he calls this, this body dies and, and the angels carry my soul to the other side, or whether Jesus comes in the cloud and he changes this carcass to the likeness of Jesus. Either way, it's going to happen. And if time stands, this you look at is going to die. But then what I just read about, when Jesus comes, uh, I got, me and my wife got grave lots down on Fairmont Road, that cemetery down there. A lot of good people buried there. And I've, I've often thought, when Jesus comes, and them graves burst open, there's going to be a lot of shouting going on on that hill down there at Fairmont. And uh, Jesus is coming with a shout. He's going to shout. When the Father says, go get them, he's going to shout and come after us. And when the graves burst open, we see him coming, we're going to shout going to meet him. I believe that. And uh, uh, look forward to that day.
Yeah. Yep. But it, we need, our people need to hear that 